Well, hello there, babes, and welcome back to another episode of Your Place or Mine. I'm your host, Bay Savage. How are we holding up out there, babes? <laughs> I'm not doing so hot. We go into yet another lockdown, within a lockdown, within a lockdown. I've seen a lot of the Inception jokes around what's currently happening in Ontario. But yeah, we had a couple of patio days. Now we're staying the fuck home again. And I'm not going to get all political and talk about like my views on lockdown and like what I think should be going on for small businesses and why Doug Ford is a bit of a disaster. We're not going to get into all that. That's not what your place and mine is all about. However, these last 10 patio days, not that I was out on a patio for all 10 of those days, but I was out on a patio for three of them and was able to help support some of my favorite local bars and restaurants. And that's really good vibes. But it was just such a fucking tease, right? Like 10 days, a little bit of springtime weather, feels a little bit like the good old days, like super lovely. And then before you knew it, it was fucking gone. (laughs) It's just like dating a new man who seems really cool and is like sucking you in and making you feel that maybe love does exist and things could be okay again. And then he just unmatches you on Tinder. (laughs) And you didn't even have a chance to fuck. (laughs) Sorry, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm just, I'm feeling. Okay, we're just going to leave it at that. I'm sad the patios are closed again. It was definitely doing wonderful things for my sense of self and my, you know, just like optimism for the future. Um, But now it's done. So I've stocked up on all my favorite drinks and we're home and we're going to be okay and we're going to figure it out and it's Easter this weekend And I'm going to try and see my grandparents over Zoom, and that's some wholesome shit. We're going to make it work. So I think as we go into this next lockdown, I think it feels a bit like a breakup with this little glimpse of patios beginning. Uh, I got ghosted. I got (laughs) unmatched, whatever it is, by patio season. Uh, And it's got me thinking about breakups. So you know what? Let's talk about some fucking breakups today, babes, because one of the amazing things about polyamory and ethical non-monogamy is that because you have more relationships, statistically, you're going to have more breakups. Woo! <laughs> Did you hear how excited I sound? Because breakups are so much fun, right? So I was working my way through reminiscing about people I've been with in the past and realize that I've gone through about 50 breakups, five zero, over the past eight years or so. And like, that seems like a lot. (laughs) That seems like more than a normal person should have to go through, right? And I'm not saying that I've been dumped 50 times. (laughs) Obviously not. Have you seen what I look like? I'm so hot. (laughs) I've definitely been dumped. But I've gone through about 50 breakups, and I want to talk a little bit about what that's like from being a polyamorous, being a non-monogamous person, because it's definitely one of the less shiny sides of the lifestyle. I think like anything, like obviously any breakup of any kind, whether it's a relationship ending, whether it's friends disconnecting, whether it's family, it's shit. It's never a good time. It's not something that anyone wants, but it is a part of life and it must happen. So 
With non-monogamy, obviously if you have more partners, more of those are going to end at some point. Uh, statistically, it doesn't make sense to just be currently dating like 25 plus people, but who knows, maybe if you like really are driven. <laughs> but I've been through a lot of breakups, so as I was kind of mentally working my way through the people from my past, I started to reflect upon all of the different breakup situations. And like, that's a great idea, right? Like, are you looking for a really fun activity to do in the middle of a fucking pandemic when you're stuck at home alone? Start unpacking all of the people that didn't want you in their life anymore. <laughs> so yeah, do I understand that this is not necessarily a healthy stroll we're taking today, but I think it's an important one. This feels a little bit high fidelity and like, sure, I'm leaning into it, okay? Me and John Cusack, I get it. I'm into it. It's a great movie. I'm also a huge Nick Hornby fan. Like, read all of his books. They're just really wonderful. But let's talk about some of that trash, okay? So at the end of the day, yes, I have broken up with more people than have broken up with me. But one of the positive things about all of these breakups and what breakups look like in the world of non-monogamy is more often than not, they just kind of fizzle. And that's like what everyone wants, right? If you could just mutually decide with someone else that things are probably not working out and you should go on separate paths, that's amazing. It's good vibes for everyone. You can look back fondly on the relationship for all of the positives that it had and then it ran its course and it's time to go. A lot of the breakups that I've had in the past have looked similar to that. Either someone's situation changes within the world of non-monogamy, monogamy, whatever's going on. Like that one's quite common because people are trying on non-monogamy for a few months or a year and then deciding that ultimately it's not for them and they've met someone who they want to get into a monogamous relationship with, so this relationship needs to end. Now, Sometimes that's like, it can sound shitty. Like, hey, I've met someone who I like more than you and is actually worth all of my time. So I'm going to have to break up with you and I can no longer continually to casually be inside of you. But like fair, valid, I get it. I understand that being non-monogamous, there are less of us and it isn't how some people are wired and that is completely okay. As I've mentioned on the podcast before, I'm not here to say that monogamy doesn't exist or isn't real or whatever. I don't think everyone should be non-monogamous. I think that people who feel they should be non-monogamous should be non-monogamous. And maybe like less people should get married because that's often a bad idea. But when someone gets into a situation that changes where they become monogamous, it happens. And honestly, even being non-monogamous, when I started my relationship with Calvin when things got serious, we only saw each other for about six months because it was new and exciting. We wanted to spend all of our moments together and that's super fucking lovely. So you're allowed to be monogamish for periods of time. That's not breaking the polyamory rules. Like fucking you do you. I think it's really important to unpack, obviously, the growth that comes through these situations. So I have always been a believer that when a relationship ends or a friendship ends or a job ends, like whatever it is, it's important to reflect back on what the universe was attempting to teach you in that situation because there is a lesson and sometimes you got to get through a few weeks of tears before you can see it, but that's important. So I was going to break down like 
in uh, high fidelity style, like my top five breakups. But really at the end of the day, the only big important breakups were my big important relationships, which I know I've talked about the influential eight in the past, but there was really like four breakups that were fucking hard. And whether they were mutual or a little bit less mutual, they were all fairly equally challenging. So let's work our way through those first. Big breakups from the past. First one's going to be Justin, who was my ex-husband. When that relationship ended, it was honestly hard because it was a decade-long relationship. We just had so much history. We were so intertwined into each other's lives that the idea of severing that tie was just so fucking complicated. And it was obviously the right decision, and I'm glad that I made it, and it really did take us years to come to the conclusion that we should split up, but I think that the the last six months of our relationship was very much like, okay, let's really start to unpack why this isn't working, and just sitting on opposite sides of the couch watching Netflix does not construe a relationship, so that was a complicated breakup. Um because I had to include so many people in it. When you've been together for a decade, like your entire life is interconnected. So there's living situation, there's bills and taxes, there's all of your friends, and there's all of your regular go-to spots. There's just, there's so many things that are connected with the both of you that it's super fucking complicated to start to unpack how you make that shift. And my relationship with Justin ended at a time that we were both ready for it to end, but we still didn't know how to do this, and so we still hurt each other (laughs) fucking constantly in that time. And I look back at things I did wrong, and I look back and see things he did wrong, and it was hard, and it was not fun, and it was an important growth experience for me. And I think... What I realized in that breakup was we weren't in a place any longer where we could honestly communicate exactly how we were feeling about this change. And that's okay because we had disconnected and we needed to unpack those feelings with other people, but it was hard. I was already over it. Like when the relationship came to a close, it had been over for a long time, but My life was intertwined with this man, and it was fucking hard to disconnect it. I think the next relationship I really went through would have been Marcus, who moved to Europe, and he was the first secondary partner I fell in love with, which was so complicated, (laughs) like uncomfortably complicated. And I hadn't read the book on that yet, so that caused conversation, and not in a bad way. I think I was dating Calvin at the time when Marcus and I ended things because he was moving, and as I've spoke to in the past, like mourning a relationship while you're still in a relationship is really complicated. And I know for Calvin, he was trying to understand how to be there for me and how to be supportive and how to care for my grief, really, while not entirely understanding how to comprehend that grief. So I just think, like, blanket statement, 
Breakups are complicated when you're polyamorous and when it's a secondary partner that you're breaking up with. It just, it's complicated, it's confusing, and it just requires communication. So when my partnership with Marcus ended, I was really, really shattered and it honestly took me a really, really long time to get past that and Marcus and I stayed connected in different ways and I visited him and it was complicated and he was moving on and it was just this really drawn out experience of just hurting each other over and over. (laughs) And I'll laugh because I'm like trying to find the hope amidst all of this, but it sucked and it was a lot and unfortunately we're no longer connected because we just both did too much damage. So my next big breakup would have been Calvin, and fuck, that relationship also lasted longer than it should have, and he wasn't okay for a lot of different reasons, and he had a lot of things he had to focus on for him uh, to grow as a person and really just understand where he was at, and when things ended, A, was just... I felt like we were just arguing all the time and we were at each other's throats all the time and it just wasn't what it once was and something had changed. And I know his mental health played a really big part in that and I don't want to say like, yeah, I broke up with him because he suffered from anxiety and depression. That's obviously not what happened. But I was not equipped for that situation. Uh, If anyone listened to my episode last week with Kyle that was all about dating someone with anxiety and depression, all the things I did wrong. And that definitely played into that situation. But the other half of it was that Calvin wanted a different future for us. He was also poly to his core, non-monogamous. We were so aligned when it came to how we viewed relationships. But he wanted kitchen table poly. And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, that's when You can just hang out and be casual with your partners and your partner's partners and you can all hang out and you can all be friends and you can all fuck and it's a really magical, wonderful poly time. And you know, that's not for me. (laughs) Obviously, like I have nothing against that. I'm here for how everyone wants to do their own non-monogamy, their own polyamory, their own monogamy. Like, figure your shit out. But I'm very much the type of person who connects with people on a one-on-one level and bringing all my partners together for a big Sunday night dinner sounds absolutely fucking terrifying and that's it's not my jam and it's never what I'm going to want so Calvin and I realized it was time for us to part ways and that sucked and it was sad and I cried a lot and I, I honestly like when I went into that breakup conversation I thought we would take a step back for a little while and then come back together. And then we just decided to break up and it was done. And that was it. Just like patios closing after 10 days, I was shut the fuck out. And whew, did not feel good. And there were a whole lot of tears. And that's going to bring us to the most recent, uh, most impactful breakup. And honestly... If I'm being really, really honest with myself, I think this one was the worst. I think that this breakup, which was between me and Aiden, who was in episode three, The Alter Ego, that breakup fucking hurt. 
that breakup cut me to my core. And that was a five-month relationship. (laughs) That breakup was harder than ending a decade-long relationship with my husband. Harder than ending a three-year relationship with a primary partner. Even harder than ending a year-long relationship with someone who I'd fallen in love with. This breakup fucking cut so hard. And I cried so much mourning this relationship. And I think there's a lot of reasons for this. (laughs) I think... I was in a different relationship with Aiden than he was in with me. (laughs) So you know when you like meet someone and you build up all these expectations of what it is with them and then you don't tell them what those expectations are and you just create a relationship in your head? Oh, oh hi, that was me. (laughs) And that's what I did with Aiden. And I got so ahead of myself and I got so caught up in how incredible of a connection I had with him in bed that I just assumed this was going somewhere big. And we had this fucking incredible time at a sex club that I shared in a recent episode. And this was such a moving experience for me, and it impacted me so greatly. And it did for him too. But unfortunately, not in a super fucking sunny, positive way. So when I saw him, the first time I saw him after we went to the sex club, I came over and we were going to have wine. I had been on vacation and, oh, remember vacations? Fuck. I had been on vacation and I was going to tell him all about my trip and we were going to watch TV and we were going to drink wine and he was making dinner and it was just going to be another really, really nice night. And we worked our way through the night. And I was excited to see him. I was excited to tell him about my adventures. And I was also really wanting to hear how he had been feeling since we were at Oasis and the aftermath of that, as I obviously had a lot of personal emotions. And about halfway through the night, we hadn't really talked about it. And I I was kind of cuddling up to him a little. And I was like, hey, like, do you want to like change locations? Because we would normally watch TV for a while and then drink wine and then move to the bedroom. And he was like, I don't know if I'm, like, really feeling it right yet. Let's just, like, keep watching TV. So that was my first, like, okay, um, that's different. (laughs) But sure, I'll be accommodating. It's fine. So we watched a little bit more TV, and the night was getting later, and it became clear that we weren't having sex. And I hadn't hung out with him, and not had sex ever and that felt strange and I didn't really understand if I had done something and I think I was just I was feeling confused and so we kind of turned off the tv and he's like hey so I've been doing a lot of thinking so I immediately got my guard up and he said I just feel like uh, we've had a really fun time together and I've really connected with you and I I've so enjoyed this time but I just I think it's done for me And I think something in me shifted recently and I'm just not feeling this connection anymore. And I'm really sorry, but I think this has run its course. So I immediately started crying (laughs) because how does one respond to someone saying, hi, I actually don't want to spend time with you anymore. 
And it hit me in the face. (laughs) And all of a sudden, it was over. And I was so entirely unprepared. And I think that was the first time that I really started to understand that like nothing is definite and how you feel about someone and how you think a connection is going isn't always what's happening on the other side of the fence. And Aiden was done and and that was the end. And I tried to kind of talk through and I just started crying and then I went home and I told him I needed to leave and I ended up calling him the next day and I wanted some time to kind of unpack a little bit more about what happened and I felt like I was owed more of an explanation because we had such an intense relationship in these five months and yeah, a lot of it was in my head, okay? (laughs) Yeah, but it wasn't all in my head. And I felt I deserved some more, just something. So when we unpacked things on the phone later, he walked through how a big part of it was that going to the sex club just kind of fucked with his head. And it stressed him out and had him questioning non-monogamy. And there was just all of these things that just suddenly seemed so much more complicated. And as I tried to talk him down a bit from that, I think... It really, it was just over. (laughs) And see, I can laugh through this fucking trauma. And that fucking sucked. Ugh. And I really think, like, a 10-year relationship with Justin ended and I was okay. Because I was ready for it. And a three-year relationship with Calvin ended and I was okay because I was ready for it. A one-year relationship ended with Marcus, and I was fine. I was ready for it. And I was so not ready for Aiden to break up with me. And at that point, it was just this culminating emotion that, like, I don't want to keep doing this. (laughs) Like, breakups fucking suck. They're shit. And... If you decide that you're going to be a person that's going to have multiple partners, you're going to have multiple breakups. And like, is it worth it? (laughs) Ugh. Sorry, babes. We're getting a little heavy here, okay? I'm going to try and like edit out some of these sniffles. But I think it's important for me to be honest with me. And I think it's important for me to be honest with you. And... We're in here fucking together, okay? (laughs) Whether you want to be or not, you're now here for me emotionally. And amidst all of this, yes, being non-monogamous means you're going to have more breakups. But it also means you have the potential to have so much more love. And fuck, I just want so much love. I just feel like I have the capacity to love so much and so hard. And all I want is big fucking connections with great people with great hearts. And like maybe some great dick. That's also important to me. Ugh. Okay. I'm going to like 
wipe my tears here, babes. I knew this episode was going to unpack these emotions. <laughs> and I think when I look back, my relationship with Justin and my breakup with Justin taught me that I need to be better at communicating how I'm feeling. And I need to be honest earlier with partners. That if things aren't going okay, I'm not going to wait a year to talk about it. I'm not going to say we've been together for X amount of time so I can just make it work. I'm starting to communicate how I'm feeling on a regular basis because I deserve to be heard. When I look back at my relationship with Calvin and my breakup with Calvin, I learned a lot about how to be a terrible partner from people who suffer from anxiety and depression. I learned how to be a better listener. I learned how to be more open in conversations. I learned to be more communicative, even more communicative about how I was feeling. And I learned that when someone else is not okay, that's not always because of me. (laughs) People have their own emotions and their own challenges. And a lot of those they have to do independently and that's 100% okay. When I look back at my relationship and my breakup with Marcus, like, I don't know what the fuck I learned from this. (laughs) I realize that sometimes you think it's bad timing and that's the way it is, but sometimes it's just because someone didn't choose you. And if you break up with someone because the timing is bad and they end up in another relationship that gets real serious real quick, it's not the timing, it's that you weren't a fit. And that's okay. There's times where I say that like timing is the problem and I still believe that's the case for a lot of relationships or lack of relationships I've had in the past. But sometimes it's not timing, sometimes you're not right for each other. Marcus and I were not right for each other. We had a really wonderful year and then it was over. (laughs) And that's okay. And I'm going to be okay. (laughs) And then what I learned from my breakup with Aiden is stop getting into relationships with people you're not in a relationship with. Stop acting like you're in a relationship with someone that you're not in a relationship with. Stop setting expectations for other people and not telling them. Stop pretending you have a boyfriend when you're not in a relationship. I didn't even know his last name. And I had this illusion in my head that this was so serious and so meaningful. And when he broke it off so carelessly, I was floored. But fuck, we just fucked for five months. That's all that it was. And we had a lot of fun with role play. And we liked the same singer-songwriters. That's not love. (laughs) All right, babes. We're going to wrap this up. (laughs) I'm going to pour myself a glass of bourbon. And I'm going to remember that things are going to be okay. And I'm going to find more great love. And I'm going to have more big breakups. And I'm going to cry a bunch more tears. But you know what? These are the chapters of our lives. And we're going to make it through because we're resilient as fuck. So babes, this has been another episode of Your Place or Mine and I'm your host, Bay Savage. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at BaySavageXO. I'm on TikTok now for some reason at Bay Savage. So like, I don't know, go figure out what the fuck I'm doing on there. 
Subscribe on YouTube. Like it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your babes. And take some deep breaths. Remember you're great. Understand the breakups from your past do not define the weight of how amazing you are. Babes. I'm like, I don't know. Love you, babes.